and welcome back to another episode of the Q&R Code. This is Quinn. And I'm Riley. And this is our podcast. And this is potentially Tuesday, depending on who, what, where you are listening to this. But, you know, no matter what day of the week it is, I hope you've been enjoying yourself and feeling excited and happy. I'm really, today's got me feeling even more spring fever. I don't even know what spring fever means. Hopefully I'm using that correctly. (laughs) (laughs) But I am feeling just like, oh, it's so bright and sunny. Bluebird day, 57 degrees. Like I, I'm just feeling so happy. Just like strapping on a little micro bikini top with my flippin' cowgirl pants on and going to do all of my chores in that outfit. That's how today has me feeling. So that's a Are good Are you slapping thing. on SPF pre the outdoor adventure? Ovs, girl, don't even talk to me like that. Don't even come don't for even me like play. that. <laughs> no. Um. Well, I love that. We've actually been having our some of our chilliest mornings of the year. So I have been bundling up in like my long coat and a wild rag and gloves to venture out on my walks with the guy. But during the day, yeah, when it's not so early, we were getting beautiful blue skies. And Brayden and I actually did a little fire the other night. He has a... Mm. Um, what do they call it? It's like a cast iron... Or it's not cast iron. I think it's a steel fire pit. So, you you know, it holds the own little bowl and you can attach a griddle, <laughs> great thing to it, to do some <laughs> cooking. Yes. Yeah. So did you cook over the fire? Yes. We had shishito peppers from over the fire and chicken mm. skewers. And then came and like from inside had rice and some peanut like satay style sauce and it was it was really good marinated cucumbers yum riley absolutely slays the marinated cucumber game um that's so fun right yeah we've been having some cold weather as well thank goodness because we've got lots of snows now we had barely had I think we had seriously had like pretty much two snows until a couple weeks ago. And now we've had a few snows, which is awesome because, I mean, obvious reasons we literally need it for safety in the summer um, in terms of like fires, not to mention also just our earth needs to be replenished with water somehow. And, um, so I'm very grateful we've been having that. So our grass will go grow better this summer for our horses and everything. But as happy and positive as I am about that, not gonna lie, it does make this, it, it makes a horse girl's life hard when there's lots of freezes and then melt and freeze and snow and melt because it's just so muddy and that can be, you know, there's lots of potential hazards with mud for equines. So it's been a little bit stressful, but I'm just super grateful we're having some water. 
you know, yeah, some that moisture. Is, that is good. Get some moisture. But I hope your little, your animals know not to go galloping around. Don't want to slip. And maybe Sean can engineer you guys some muck suspenders so your boots never get stuck in the mud and left behind. That's a very compelling idea. Yeah, the amount we have to take our boots on and off, obviously, like, coming into the house and everything, and just with how caked they are with mud, like, even our boot scraper, like, oh my gosh, that thing is working overtime, but, like, you have to clean the boot scraper for that thing to even be effective because we have so much mud caked onto our boots, but, um... No, it's been good. The biggest thing I worry about is thrush in their feet, but obviously we don't need to go down into that. I don't need to have any listeners yawning. Um, but anywho, it's it's been good, but we enjoyed some quite delightful food yesterday as well. As you guys heard on the last episode, we were heading for a little potluck slash I don't know if I mentioned that it was a white elephant gift exchange um with my co-workers but Sean absolutely nailed the smoked pulled pork it was delish and as you all know sometimes I'm into the meat sometimes I'm super icked out by it but he really delivered and I was stoked to have it. And that combination with the sourdough was just mwah, delish. And one of my coworkers brought, they called it their jalapeno popper dip. So I did sourdough bread, a schmear of that dip, and then stacked with the pulled pork on top. And <sighs> oh, that, yeah, that was good to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the the jalapeno popper dip, I'm sure, is so nice. It only needs, like, a little pickled veg on there, maybe, too. Like, right. put a little pickled onion. Speaking Ooh. of, you absolutely read my mind. Unfortunately, I didn't have it when we were at the party, but then Sean and I got home and watched an episode of Barbecue Showdown, which is such a good show, and we... It was actually, it was hilarious when we were in the car, we were saying like, okay, should we, you know, should we get home and it's our Sunday night and we watch a little episode together? We're like, yeah. And I was like, well, we could watch barbecue showdown, but obviously like that always sucks because we get so hungry. (gasps) Oh, we're not going to be hungry tonight. We have a whole pork butt that we can eat. So we were so excited. And that is exactly what we did. We topped ours. We did a little mixeroony with um, some pickle de gallo. Have you heard of pickle de gallo? <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and it was very But you good. did a homemade varietal or? No. When I was at the store last week, knowing that Sean and I would not be attending anything Super Bowl, I still thought it would be fun, like, oh, we could still do, you know, snacks because we, who doesn't want that? So I saw the pickle de gallo from that brand that I can't recall, but that does the really good yummy pickle spears. And so I thought, why not try it with our like queso dip and stuff? And yeah, very good very good combo with the smoked pork 
And while we're on I the imagine. subject of the white elephant, I feel I'll just share what I want to share about it. Um, it was the best white elephant I've ever been to. That being said, I'm pretty sure it was my second, um, with my first being in like fifth grade, I'm pretty sure, which I will say you and I together, we came out victorious from that because of course we always share our gifts and the real, the real kicker we got that year was the head scalp massager, which with the pokey you guys know like the wire pokey um little it has like the long handle spike on top that then you give yourself a tingly little scalp massage with yeah and that thing rocks i'm not gonna lie the other gift we ended up with was an assorted can of popcorn with like the cheese <laughs> like cheddar <flavor laughs> like caramel and <laughs> Riley and I did not grow up eating that. And we were like, yeah, no, someone else can have this. And again, you never want to hurt the gift giver's feeling. It's like, thank you so much for like the thought and spending your time and money. But you guys can have this. So I felt like an absolute rock star with what I came home with yesterday. I have to say there were some really good quality gifts in there. But I first pick i was number nine there were 16 of us i believe and i on my pick opened the perfect gift that i was so stoked that i had this amazing judgment call i didn't even realize it was a two-parter when i went out and when i went up and picked it out um i just went for the book and like moved the other present and people were like oh, i'm pretty sure that's two parts i was like oh even better so went and unwrapped it and first part of the gift was demon copperhead a nice hardback edition which i'm stoked oh, about i've been recommended to read that so many times i'll have to read it maybe right? while i'm in town i know i was so excited and a, like a very nice hardback book and a not people we're not talking about the big gulps the trendy stanley but a Stanley, a white Stanley tumbler that has a handle on the top that has a like the f flip up straw yeah. and can close and still seals. And oh my gosh, I was like, perfect, literally perfect gift could not have been better. Also, I have a crush on whoever picked this out. So holla back and I was just so excited and no one ended up stealing, which I was very, very happy with what I came home yeah, with. Yeah, I just got anxious because when you started talking in the past tense, I'm like, wait, did that get snagged? But no, you got to just keep it. Thank God. Yeah. Ugh, it was so good. It was literally perfect for me. Everyone, people were being like, that really is like the perfect gift for you. Sean was so stoked because Sean came to, I was like, yeah, this is couldn't have been better and i'm so glad no one stole yeah i think it's nice to do a more grown-up version like that of white elephant because what i don't don't like about white elephant is like the kind of stated purpose is to give someone something like cheesy or shitty or tacky and for you guys know you've been listening to the q and r code long enough to know that quinn and i do not want to bring any extras that are not like uh 
the really want with your full chest into our lives and so i don't like a gift exchange premise of like people are going to have an option of like one good gift in a group and want to be stealing it from each other because otherwise you're just ended up with some weird junk someone wrapped up but i think that people are starting to lean maybe not in general but brayden just went to a white elephant where people gave nice things like he ended up with some clippings of someone's plant that now we could propagate and have our own <laughs> nice pothos plant nice. i'm like great i'll accept that any day yeah there were a couple plants in ours as well yeah people did a great job and i think i really do think everyone left happy with what they got to as far as i know which that's a good vibe yeah, um, what a good feeling quinn right on, on to some important business because i've been waiting to talk to you quinn just informed me a few days ago i guess because it dropped on valentine's day that love is blind season six had been released on netflix at least the first round of episodes so i promptly watched them binged is a word that could be used fairly <laughs> and mm -hmm, i have some thoughts mm -hmm. yeah let's get into it hey if you haven't watched love is blind and don't want spoilers i guess you can fast forward but i sort you probably don't even like i don't know i feel like when i've listened to people's like episodes talking about the it's i'm so bad with the names anyway that i like i don't even remember so anyway if you just want to hear basically yeah. some slander keep listening start us yeah off, i don't think that we there's much to spoil to be honest i just think that the first thing that i can't go i can't go down any other route before we address is the epidemic we have on our hands of a certain phrase that young men of today are using i i i, I, pick I, me, I would be pick me i would be very surprised if you haven't Is caught on it? to what i mean yet Three, let's go two. yes let's go <laughs> like, stop not it was i think after every proposal that happened on the show of which there were five i believe that after their fiance now says yes i they will marry you let's go i'm like no immediate egg revoke nope actually you know what <laughs> i can't that i'm sorry do you did you notice that as well yes one thousand percent i couldn't you can't not notice when the also you can just picture what they do with their hands and body let's go and i was like why are these women not like these are the bravest women of today because none of them seemed bothered by it at all like i'm like are you just enough of like no because what some of them are like 24 and stuff i'm like you've got to be a millennial to not like think that that is cringy as <laughs> like um yeah after i like say a little, like, yes charmed, i like haha i guess you're just elated yeah, like, in that moment yay. but i'm like um Ugh. no <laughs> if sean had said that i would have been like you know what let's not go i let's let me think on this like oh 
gosh. I Yeah, and yeah, obviously it's used so, so much painful. outside of that as well. But I'm like, just that being a trendy saying right now, I think is so cringy and embarrassing, especially for some of the men on there that where I'm like, you're 28. Like, I... Also, you're not on the basketball court. Like, there's a situation where you're getting pumped up acting like that. But is this really what the masculinity of today has to look like? Of that is, like, the peak thing when you're elated that you have to say? I just... Yeah, not for me when we're doing something like getting engaged to be legally married. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. now we can move on to bigger and better topics that just, I I, I was like, this is startling. It really, really was. And I hope that they watched back and were embarrassed. But unfortunately, they probably watched back and were like, yeah, sick. Like, let's go. But... Yeah, exactly. There's a time and a place for that, but it's so few and far between now that, like, if you ever are wondering, should I say these two words in combination, and even for one moment you wonder, just think of another thing. Like, uh, oh, how about in these moments of, like, oh, you just said yes, you want to marry me? How about, I'm so excited, like, I am, (laughs) I'm in love with you, like, literally i would rather have them say yay like yay i'm so excited literally like yippee kaye and click their heels like oh thank you for the honor like oh okay slay next literally i would prefer that i would prefer to quote unquote say literally slay than to say (laughs) let's go anyway next next thing up that i we can briefly mention who, who was the weirdest weirdo on there um matthew i was like who are you (laughs) and um yeah america is watching and it's not a good vibe for us um he was very conscientious of the fact he was on a show and i guess i understand that and i would maybe feel weird about it too but when you're literally the only one that's talking about like the audience's perception of you it makes you seem like you're not just a regular person and all you care is how you are perceived but then in terms of interacting with other people and actually building connections through the show he didn't talk to any of the other men they didn't get to know each other everyone was like uh he's super weird and then talking to the women he didn't want to get to know them really either like he had that list of questions and then when it was posed back to them he's like i don't want to answer questions i'm like and the fact that he literally just ghosted and walked out of the room that if they like and who knows of course we all know that we don't see every part of every interaction but that what they made it seem like is that he literally just gets up and leaves and they're like hello Like, that is so weird. And it's so weird and embarrassing to me in this, the context of this show as well, where I'm like, you do realize, like, everyone's going to find out who you are. Like, 
put a face to the name at some point. Like, aren't you embarrassed to act like that? There's, I feel like there really is. They People just think they can get away with so much more because they are invisible in those moments. But I'm like, you're not going to be invisible forever. Yeah. Also, I really didn't get it when he was saying, like, the same things to multiple people. How, like, he was able to make it seem... Like, it was okay. Like, a woman did proceed dating him after that point, and I'm just like, I don't know. When you're going to full-on get engaged to someone you don't know, unfortunately, you probably do just get less chances in my book than if someone, like, does something a little weird, but you're gonna still dating, keep dating them, get to know them or whatever. If something seems a little off in one of the few days they have together in the pods, I'm just like, it's going to be a no for me, get engaged to you. And I think you're already acting a little weird or shady or childish. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I think it's obvious, but at this point in the show's lifespan, like clearly people know that they're going in there with a very large chance to end up with a big following. And I'm not saying that's the only motivating factor, obviously, but I think with some of these engagements, it was like, okay, clearly we know that they're not, like, they know they can they can say no at the altar, obviously. Like, some of these engagements to me were like, mm, yeah, you're like, maybe you do have a spark, but even then, I don't, Maybe I am just so delusional because I've never been in that situation, but I really think, like, especially at some of these people's ages and, like, the amount of dating experience they have, like, I could not be saying I love you without, like, truly, and I think there are couples who actually are genuinely in love in the pods. But I think that's a very small percentage. And I think it's just a very odd thing to say I love you when you don't. <laughs> like, you really, you very clearly don't, but you want to continue on with the show, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I think, like, most people, even, even some of the stuff that the mom, Jessica, was saying, like, She's like, you ruined this opportunity for me. And I'm like, what you mean is now I don't have another option to get engaged to continue filming. Like, it's... Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's how I feel about it. Like, That makes sense so a little because, again, Quinn and I shouldn't even honestly have to give the, these sorts of... Um, reminders when we're talking about something like a reality dating show on Netflix but yes you see a very small portion of these relationships and conversations I recognize we don't really know these people these aren't judgments that I would like hold someone to if I actually met them it's just for entertainment's sake and that's what the show is about and you kind of know that that's what's going to happen no you 100% do when you go on when you edit someone you can make them look kind of however you want but the way that they these characters come across I think Jimmy comes across not great and he really wants to 
and he like is kind of affirming Chelsea and saying no I do love you and stuff but I just don't I'm not very convinced and I do think that Jess would not want to like she comes across as a person that if she saw Jimmy and they were engaged would they would not be getting married at the end of this that is my opinion but I I don't know. I don't know how she would actually feel if she were in that situation. But Jimmy, like, the first thing he said in his testimonial after meeting Chelsea is, like, that she lied about looking like Megan Fox. I'm like, dude, that's your fault if you thought she looked like Megan Fox because she said, like, some people have compared her as, like, a celebrity lookalike before. Literally. Which I will say, I'm like, that is... (laughs) I'm like to Brayden he's never seen me before in his life I'm like yeah a lot of people might say that I look like oh what's her name the redhead Jessica Chastain and they're like oh wow you look like Jessica Chastain and then they see a normal everyday person not a celebrity I'm like come on Jimmy why would Megan Fox be on love is blind bro I also thought it was funny because First of all, I actually really like Chelsea. I She gives me good vibes. But I do think it's funny that the way she said it is um, people have told me I look like MGK's girlfriend. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're getting what? out of saying I look like Megan Fox. You're like MGK's girlfriend. Everyone knows Megan Fox before MGK. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> 100% that killed me that was funny but that being said i'm like she is so pretty i think she is so pretty and i could totally see like i could see someone being like oh you give me that vibe with like her eyes and her eyelashes and stuff like i could yeah her long dark hair i have had multiple people tell me i look like billy eilish i have had multiple people i have uh, literally no less than five times by different people in my life been told that I look like Angelina Jolie. Do you think that I'm out here being like, oh, like, just like, like, no, <laughs> obviously. Like people Quinn's like, just I have think- a twin and it's not Riley. Yeah, I'm like, me and Angelina Jolie, like you really, honestly, you can't even tell the difference. But that's the thing, like, do I think I really look like them? No, not really. But some people too, like, I feel like I am someone who gets told I look like a celebrity often. I don't know why. I think there are just some people who get that, like, who get that more. I have friends that are reminiscent of somebody else. Like, people will say that. They say that because of my lips, too. Like, they're like, your lips and your eyes, which I think is so funny. (laughs) But Like Angelina Jolie, you mean? Yeah. Because I was going to say, I think your eyebrows could remind someone of Billie Eilish. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. even true, but that kind of did just strike a chord for me. Anyway, Quinn, this is yeah. about Love is Blind. Who knows? Who knows? But I just think my whole point is it's not like you don't, hopefully, if you get told you look like a celebrity, you don't go around with the delusion of like, oh, I look just yeah. like them. Which I don't even think that's what she was saying. And like, I don't know. I'm not on good terms with Jimmy. First of all, I've thought he's a flipping dweeb the entire time. Second of all, 
he is a dweeb like he is a dweeb i can say that that's a fact literally look it up he on wikipedia and he's going around being like actually my relationship i is more perfect than everyone else's and i'm sure about that i'm like shut up bro which why would you want to say that ever in any situation anyway like very odd but he uh, i want to scream on the microphone i will just I I won't do that for you guys, but that is the energy and rage I have toward him for having the audacity. Like, Chelsea literally said, just so you know, I have been cheated on in the past and been made to feel extremely uncomfortable about my, like, looks and body image, not to mention, like, I have felt uneasy many times in relationships. Like, I have felt... I haven't been secure and that is something that is specifically really important to me in this relationship that we're approaching marriage. I want you to know that basically like a boundary of mine is I need to feel like secure and I don't want to be made to feel uneasy that you have your eyes on other people, whatever. Clear as day, she communicated what she needs and like something that's very important to her in her relationship. What does he turn around and do that effing night? Oh my god. To Chelsea says, AD is stacked. Look at her body. Yeah. Um, are you actually the stupidest man of the world? Who d- Who says that? Also, you Keep just it to yourself. Like, lied. <laughs> You just laid eyes on each other, your fiance, for the first time a handful of hours ago. And like you said, you've had these conversations. This woman has told you about how they feel. They are doing a dating show with the stated purpose of not being about appearance. So people are able to get vulnerable and like get to know one another without that as part of the equation. And then your new fiance is like, hey, babe, how's meeting everyone? What do you think of my friends that you've also just been dating? And he's like, oh, yeah, her body is banging. It's like, why would you say that? You can literally, you know, you can like think things and keep it to yourself. Like, are you trying to make someone? That's just a weird, that's just not the appropriate response. If I asked Brayden what he thought of one of my friends and he said that she had a big rack, I would be like, what is your actual issue? It's not even about being jealous of someone else. It's about being like, okay, what about what I was asking? Like who they are as a person, how you're getting along? I wasn't saying like, oh, what do you think about these women's bodies? That's just not what somebody's coming to you about. (laughs) Like, and that just again is another example of over sexualization of women's bodies like the first thing you have to bring up about someone is their physical appearance that is just we're tired of that i would say probably i think i could speak on behalf of most women that we are tired of the first thing You say, even second, third, fourth, fifth, you just save your breath and don't talk about our bodies, please. Like, it's not fun if you think that, like, women think 
it's fun. Again, I can't speak for everyone, but in the re- the personal research I have done, most women do not want their bodies commented on, particularly by strange men that they are not with. Like, it's not fun. It's not a compliment. And like, also Chelsea, I think did such a good job of handling it to begin with. But like, first of all, AD like entertaining that was, I'm not saying she's the one in the wrong, obviously to begin with, but she should have shut it down in my opinion. Like she should have been like, you know what? Like, I don't, this is clearly an inappropriate conversation because the fact that she entertained that long of a flirtatious conversation right behind both of their fiancés backs like that is bad on both of them worse on Jimmy but like clearly just inappropriate yeah I definitely get that but I also I didn't think that Chelsea should have put her in that position to begin with I don't think she should have like shouted that out because it already made her uncomfortable and then you are like putting that attention on AD you're hanging out with a bunch of people and you're talking about oh sorry there's a hound talking about her body in front of everyone like I just don't feel like you should feel that comfortable to do that to somebody I wouldn't like being put on the spot like that and AD did handle it well in the sense of she's playful about it and whatever but I did have the feeling like because everyone was drinking at this evening things were not I'm like oh it's amazing how alcohol pretty much guarantees like a worse result in social situations that are needing to navigate anything like that because I think Chelsea probably wouldn't have done that if she hadn't been drinking Jimmy probably wouldn't have been been emboldened to go over to AD and be talking to her AD might not have been so like flirty about it I think it just exacerbates all that stuff that is for sure and you're right I do think like she should not have put AD on the spot like that because it does just turn the attention toward her I think that she should have still said something about it and called him out but like she could have literally been like um to Jimmy like hey that's you already know I'm uncomfortable with you commenting on women's bodies like that like that's I'm not cool with that or whatever but uh, I just think Jimmy is an idiot and a slime ball but anyway um you know there's already definitely we're seeing we're seeing some tensions rise some of the relationships are going really nicely which is great and of course no relationship on this show in real life in any situation is just sunshine and rainbows but i am glad to see that you know there's we have a couple of smooth sailing contenders but um i thought trevor was so dope and i'm like dang it I wish that Chelsea would have gone for Trevor because I'm like I genuinely think and again people can show their colors later on but with what we got from him he seems like a very genuine cool dude like the way he handled being let down also by Chelsea like he was so respectful he actually didn't have any like bs to say like he was he was like I you know I love you and I'm obviously like 
really wish things would have gone a different direction. But at the end of the day, if you're happy, I'm happy. And I just really think he was genuine yeah. in that. Like, I don't think and he I thought was just... they seemed like a good match. Yes, I think so too. I, I think there's potential for them in the future. I already like Chelsea deserves better than Jimmy. Period. And Trevor. Trevor deserves love like one way or another he clearly is a good sweet like nice guy and that is rare to see on this show in my opinion like a (laughs) legit good guy like that I'm just also surprised that like Trevor said when she was letting him down easy she was like he just kind of was like I have been all in for you and like already know that I love you and he keeps on telling her (laughs) that he loves her even after she did not say it back which I'm not saying like you have to be on someone else's timeline but I'm like that would be a little brutal when you're doing this like vulnerable thing and she she just is not saying I love you back to him and then you have Jimmy over here who's still, he was like, I didn't want to make my decision of who I was going to marry for the rest of my life um, until the last minute. I didn't want you guys to know how I felt until the last day. I didn't want to talk about my other dates. So I have my full time for decision making. I'm like, that's kind of not fair, but okay. Yeah. I'm like, translation leading two people on at once that's what you were doing like doing waiting till the most convenient time for you but being selfish with other people's time moving on I think you know I would I would love a little beach stay in the Dominican Republic looks great um but I will be interested to see how things progress once people get home that's always obviously when reality hits a little bit more um so that'll be interesting and i hope that we do see it based on the little preview it gave us it looks like we're gonna see mr trevor which i'm excited about because he deserves i believe he deserves a chance with chelsea as long as she feels comfortable with that um and yeah i wonder what ad would say if she met matthew Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like Matthew's back in, like, Iowa or whatever, just, like, keeping to himself. I don't know. Uh, He... Was was it him who said that he's been in therapy a little bit? Because he needs it. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Like, multiple people did talk about therapy, this season which which is always great to see yeah that is great um well anything else to say on that right or should we move on to the on to other i just have one more thing to add i'm sorry if my hound dog is insufferable back there is he yeah i mean i hear him but that's okay you can also take a second to get him get things right if you want Okay, just don't know if he's gonna want to relent, so let me either. Okay. Okay, what else on Love is Blind? The last thing I wanted to say about it was just, it's not even, I don't think about these individuals. I think it's a 
larger problem about the idea of blindness in the show, I think is a complicated one and a, a oftentimes problematic one. Obviously, I get the premise of not wanting to see one another, but I think that it's a very, like, privileged standpoint to come from like none of it matters like it's this is about love it shouldn't matter someone's race if someone has they never say disability on this show that's for sure but if somebody were to have a disability or whatever like none of that stuff matters it should be about what's on the inside and the things you have to share and i think that it's very obvious that the only people that could actually believe that are because they're from a privileged group that doesn't have to think about that and i don't want to go too much on about it since i am a white person so i don't know how people of color on this show really feel but they'll say sometimes in their dates like how much does race or ethnicity matter to you and a partner and the white partner is always like yeah not at all like i honestly just don't think it's important that doesn't matter to me and i'm like okay on the one hand some of the people of color like amy i think this season was the one that was like perfect answer like i'm glad to know that but it's like I don't know if she's glad to know that because then her race isn't a problem for him but it's also i think like oh not correct reaction to act like colorblind you know what i mean of being like oh yeah that just doesn't matter to me it's like well it does matter it's actually a serious issue and you can say i would be happy to date someone that is like not the same ethnicity as myself but i understand that that's gonna come with like learning and you know work involved i think when you say serious issue you mean like it's a serious matter that should be given like obviously the time and respect it deserves and i do think that that's giving uneducated and it's not giving anti-racist when you are like oh yeah no i don't like none of that matters to me uh first of all yes it does like if that if you say it doesn't matter to you yes it does maybe you mean you're like you're happy to date someone of whatever race but it's like you i think that a better way to hold space would be saying like I am so happy to like learn about how I can follow your lead to make you feel like most empowered and you know there are lots of people that understandably so are like people of color are hesitant about getting into a relationship with a white person which makes a lot of sense because white people often don't know how to hold space for people of color and like i think like you said in this show unfortunately literally it being called love is blind like it's just a very strange concept because i think there was a meme that went around like after the last season got released that was like is love truly blind you know the question they always ask and it's like um literally ask a blind person like 
the concept the question has been answered if if this was actually truly what the show is about like uh literally yeah we already know oh you think like people with certain disabilities such as like being visually impaired oh yeah no they can't feel love like yes obviously like people i don't know i just think it's kind of a funky concept as we know we are clearly still watching the show but it's funny because like they pretend as if if you really really wanted to test that to the extreme it would be get married then when you still have never seen them you know like spending enough time without ever seeing them that it's like oh no i would legit commit they act like you commit to marrying in the pods no you don't commit to marrying you literally commit to saying you're engaged and like Mm-hmm. and half of them you can always tell they don't even like each other by the trip like exactly which i get, yeah it's like- just unfortunate that that's really lacking inclusivity but that is not only obviously a critique of this show <laughs> you could go through almost yeah. all of the shows that are like promoted on the front page of a streaming platform and the same could be said for that's why it's so exciting when you actually get shows that care about like diversity and actually talking about yes. these stories love on the spectrum down for love are good like dating ones but there are other ones that are like inclusive to perspectives from people of color and all that it's just i wish that i'm glad more of that is more mainstream now yeah me too it's even you know an interesting concept to consider like do they have different ethnicities on this cast because they genuinely thought that that was the best fit for the cast or is it because they are like wanting to show diversity which i think they should like i think you should want to show diversity and i think they could do a way better job of it like natalie from season two i think of love is blind is has talked about that she would love to see more asian people on the show because she's like even like deep d and natalie have their own podcast together um called out of the pods that they talk about love is blind and other reality tv but they have both said like growing up that they hadn't seen like deep d is indian and she's like i barely literally barely ever saw any indian women on tv and then same with natalie she's like yeah eastern asian people just like aren't really cast on reality tv and um you really just so true can't as as a white person like as much as we can want to understand and strive to be better and think about this stuff we will never understand how it feels to actually be able to point out the one person that looked like us growing up on a tv show like we the default in our culture is for people to look just like us or like the ideal of the like american beauty you know so 
I'm glad one way or another, where whatever the intention really is underlying with them, I'm glad that there were some like people of color in this cast and I think that they better like everyone every season of these reality tv shows there should be a diverse cast and I wish it was diverse further than just ethnicity yeah and I wish that they took more responsibility for not just like with their editing showing moments of people being like yeah race doesn't matter to me (laughs) from these white people and show more moments like we saw ad saying to ken who are two black people on the show like she's going to have to raise black kids and like this is something you guys need to understand and talk about because that is the reality that people have to recognize is there that is a difference and especially with different things going on right now like in politics and stuff i just don't think it's responsible for shows to act like because like it's all good and people just love his love when we know that we're really actively having to fight for people to continue to have rights um in any case that like we said is not only a thing for this show but um, I I enjoy watching and we will see what what happens moving forward. I already have a few guesses in mind about who might actually say yes at the altar, but TBD. I think it's very interesting how much power clearly something a streaming service like Netflix has and even their production company, Kinetic Content, with I don't remember if we've ever talked about on our podcast that there have been like multiple lawsuits going on that frankly I would have never known about if it weren't for listening to Deep D and Natalie on Out of the Pods and there have been like big big issues with the way the production company has handled certain instances in the past like assault and I don't know I think that that needs to be taken extremely seriously and I know with that being said like we're still choosing to support the show by streaming it so it feels a little hypocritical but at the same time like it is up to the people with the money and the power to make the change like I don't know. I think that Chris Cullen, who's the, um, what is it called? Ex- I, no, I don't know if he's, it's by him. The show is by him. I don't know what he is, but I, I think know. like you just owe it to your past and future cast members to be protecting them to the best of your ability and to own up to mistakes and things not even just mistakes tragic tragic effed up mistakes that have happened like you just owe it to be making that as safe of a space as possible and the fact that they have had lawsuits about like sexual assault that was like to a degree understood and witnessed by the producers is my understanding and the fact that there was not more interference with that to make a contestant safe like is very disturbing and 
unfortunately, it just goes to show that there are so many people. That, I mean, clearly, people are in this for the money. That is what, the, like, so many things are about in our society. And if he really wanted to be doing this show for the right reasons, he would be, like, making a much greater effort to protect and equip these contestants with how to be safe and ensuring that people are safe you know yeah that is alarming yeah but not surprising unfortunately yeah but honestly other than that i mean i've i obviously (sighs) anyway yeah (laughs) always hard to move on from a topic like that but um I always, you know, any of the TV we watch, we stream. We are not people with cable television, never have been. But it really brings me back to, like, childhood in a hotel room when we see TV with commercials because that's truly the only time we ever, growing up, watched TV was if we were at a hotel for, like, a night or something. And my mom and I, when we were in Salt Lake recently at the hotel, we were just sitting down eating our breakfast downstairs. So the TV was on and I'm like, why do commercials and TV still suck so much? And not to be negative about something and a Debbie Downer, but like, why do TV, watching TV, it still looks the same as it did when I was seven years old. Like, the commercials still suck. I know I'm saying this after Super Bowl, which I didn't watch those commercials, but I'm like, why is it so boring? Like, you would just think that things would be more up to speed and there would be bigger change in, like, cable TV since the time I was a child. But watching it, I'm like, no, it's still the same. Literally terrible. So many commercial breaks. And the commercials are so cheesy and weird and seem so outdated. I just don't get it. It yeah. like why better. It is funny because you would just think that <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, how are those still a relevant marketing strategy when we have phones in our hands all the time getting ads on all like social media platforms and in your web browsers and whatnot?" It's kind of surprising that that's still a way that it is worth it to like invest a lot of money into that sort of advertising because it does come across very boomer and very like gen x when you watch them <laughs> and maybe that works i guess it does because people spend millions on their super bowl commercials but i don't know i'm always very interested and afraid of marketing in america but i'm like really we sit down and watch that that just made me like that was hateful all that did was just frustrate me that every couple minutes my show is interrupted for this and it's the same thing over but that somehow does i guess draw people in to buy things like just because they see it just because our brains are like that that it's like oh yeah i saw that i guess i will pull over at this jack-in-the-box it's crazy that it works yeah i don't know it's not fun to watch cable tv and 
I think the fact that people pay for it, like you have to pay to have cable TV. And usually when you pay for something is when you don't have to get ads. Like, And you pay for a lot of channels. Like it's expensive. Yeah. So that's why I'm confused. I'm like, you pay for it. Yeah, it has, it is the most ad written thing you can consume. I don't understand. But mom and I saw a commercial. I am not joking you, Riley. It was no less than 10 minutes long. I'm literally being so for real. A commercial. I, if I had really been paying attention, I would have been so educated about the Good Feet Company. I'm pretty sure that's what it called. It's called oh my talking God. about <laughs> insoles of shoes for so long. I, when it kept like, you know, cause then the screen, it would like, cut to something else for another second and it was still the commercial it was just showing like something different i'm like how much do they have to pay i just actually could not believe that there was a commercial talking about shoe insoles for 10 minutes like i that hopefully that is truly effective for them or else that budget they're spending i can't even imagine Ugh, boring. That is one thing I was literally thinking when I was watching. That is something that does make me feel bored. Like, so few things in this world do I ever feel bored. If I am trapped in a room and, like, there was nothing else and I just have to be watching TV and there's no book, nothing to draw with, something that is one thing that I would feel bored. Like, give me Netflix. I'm not going to be bored. Cable TV, I am bored what is happening yeah also when you're in a room with people watching tv and somebody doesn't mute every time a commercial starts and all the way through the ad break is on mute and then it comes back on i'm like if we have that power that's what i'm doing i don't want to hear these jingles and everything so bad let's just chat sit in silence i don't care but when people are just like sit there sucked in i'm like i don't want to hear see um yeah what did that just make me think of though oh we we didn't talk about the super bowl really with the boys which by the way that was such a fun podcast having the guys on they did a really good job i was impressed listening back to them they were just they're naturals they were sweet we'll definitely have to have them on again at some point but they're so cute um, we didn't i yeah we hadn't gone to the super bowl yet i guess at that point and i was just gonna say that usher's halftime show was great i saw a lot of criticisms because people always have something to say but i'm like okay you get out there and dance your little took us off while the whole time you were singing like that while he was doing a vegas residency you're telling me he was rehearsing this halftime show also like that man is so fit he just all around cardiovascularly and like he looked amazing he sounded amazing he is a great dancer all the dancers that they had were awesome it was so fun i loved the show i don't know why people always have to have something to say i'm like oh because he wasn't like on a raised platform swinging around the stadium or with like fire breathers or whatever is it ever enough for anyone now 
Yeah, I didn't get to watch it. I only saw a couple of clips, but it looked... I, I've i never been, like, crazy about Usher, but it seems like he puts on a great performance. Like, I'm sure that was entertaining. Did you see a rollerblader fall off the stage? Like, was that... Did they catch no. that? Because I... Like, apparently one of his rollerbladers went down, I think, off the stage. Huh. They were on roller skates, but I didn't see anyone go down. I guess Usher was just so magnetic. But huge, quick changed in and out of his rollerblades and sneakers. I was like, wow. Oh, he was people. Yes. And then he changed it out of them and back in i was like those people helping you your assistants are like because it was really quick (laughs) oh my gosh yeah no that's crazy like performing there is so much behind the scenes and it is to see a good live performance is truly an incredible thing um speaking of music one thing we can quickly touch on is just you guys Let's just have a quick reminder out there about Beyonce's new music coming out about country that um, country music comes from black people. Uh, So just just if you needed a little reminder before you're someone that's out there commenting being like, that's so weird. She's tapping into this genre or like it's not actually country. Just remember that what you're saying might actually be a microaggression and coming from racist perspectives so do a little more education and research on it she is more than entitled to make country music and i think it's dope and going to be a big sleigh for sure um but again matt matt bernstein who we've shouted shouted out on here so many times Matt XIV on Instagram made a really great thread about the origins of country music, formerly known as hillbilly music. And I just think we need to keep on empowering ourselves with knowledge because um, none of us want to be saying things that are hurtful and racist, I would think. I would think we would all be wanting to step up to the plate and be supporting a beautiful black woman in her great successful music career yeah well i just can't wait because already in my mind i can't stop say no texas ain't no hold um yeah she's gonna do great i've loved her songs that are country in the past that she's had a few of but yeah like daddy lessons so good something so much of the music history in America. There's like indigenous American music and then there's pretty much music that has come out of like black culture. Like people think of rap, but rock, jazz, country, all of that has those roots. So I think that it's just silly for people to even be like up in arms about it. And and it has been so hard because the country music industry just got appropriated and dominated by other people but um yeah racist white people unfortunately and creators like Lil Nas X when his music first started coming out and people were like what 
<laughs> it's just, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I'm ready for everyone to dust off their little Renaissance disco outfits. This is what I'm say saying is so many people I'm seeing post reels where they're like tossing aside their disco cowgirl hat for Beyonce and putting on different Western wear. I'm like, let's remember guys. You can just keep that same Beyonce stuff. It's the same spirit. We don't need to overconsume just because another album is coming out and you don't have to change your entire personality into a new era just because everyone's making mob wife like content. Just hang on to your stuff. That's been sticking with me recently. I just do keep on seeing things of people like shedding out with the old and with the new, but it's always with possessions. I'm like, no, that's stressing me out. Yeah. Also, just let's be creative because you can style something in such a different way that gives it a completely different vibe. That is the same article of clothing. Let's do that. Also, I knew people, I've heard so many people say that like the whole like cowboy obsession and stuff like that was going to be a very, very quick trend. And I'm like, this quote unquote trend for some of us, as we know, it's a lifestyle, but the quote unquote trend has been going on for a lot for years at this point. And it is clearly just the beginning with how much people are starting to recognize country music so hmm, nice one if you were a trend predictor saying uh yeah the cowboy boots and cowboy hat is gonna be out a couple years ago mm -hmm. no it hasn't gone out since it's been in and something like yeah it being a trend can go out of style but people the amount of people that this is their lifestyle, this is their everyday, like something like that doesn't go out of style. So nice try, buckaroos. Cowboys are going nowhere. Also, while we're on the sort of topic on the podcast, we might as well just call it how it is and recognize that that is iconic Americana style that's definitely going nowhere, but that also came from different people people that now <laughs> where the border is drawn are like are mexicans and are mexican americans that buckaroo we know comes from vaquero which just recognizing that a lot of cowboy culture also has been appropriated from people of color that i think that there was cultural exchange and there's appropriation that's gone play like played out but there is deliberate whitewashing of that history when we look at western movies and all this building of an american narrative has so often just painted out the people of color that brought not brought the culture here were the culture like our american culture and always have been but people like to act like american culture is white culture when we know that's never been true but i'm kind of feeling like that tune as well. I think it's cool that we're able to open up conversation like that from something like a Beyonce album. And I love that she's doing this Renaissance project because I feel like it's really made people think about music roots a lot and how that impacts the like larger national identity. I even love about her doing this that 
it is kind of directly opposing the trend cycle and everything or just not even trend but how it's like always on to the next on to the next on to the next i love that she's sticking with something that is already years in the making and i'm sure going to be years longer um because of the different parts that i just think even that is refreshing in our culture right now where it's yeah they're like new and different albums but it's working on a bigger project as a whole that it feels like oh nice we can be excited about something developing and it not just being like okay ready for the next thing you know i love i love that vibe and i think um i really do think that we're on just the very very tip of the iceberg but to having people really crave let change necessary change but it not being like i don't know blowing off what's happening now to just get to the next thing i feel like we all want we're searching for feeling present um which is the best way you can feel as we know in my personal opinion there is nothing more satisfying nothing to quite cure the depression and anxiety as learning how to relish in the present but yes you guys i love that thanks for thanks for listening to us today i have nothing else rise or anything you want to say before we let our people go no, I think that was a good mini pop culture recap and just how much. Thanks for bearing with me and possibly the crooning sounds of a hound dog in the afternoon <laughs> and talk to you guys soon. Yes, we don't mind. We'll listen to him forever. Okay, you guys have a great rest of your week. Rye, I love you. Bye. I love you. <laughs>